0: Explosive car. I like death with sex. How
1: about you, Casey? You like sex with death? Yeah. There some good ones. I, I uh, <laughs> I'm scared, dude, because I... My notebook's not in here, but I got it.
0: I have, like, oh, over dude. 100 written down. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. Oh, my God. Well... Okay, well, this... We're, we're not talking about horror movies today, but not right now. Oh, not on this, this Not on this potty.
1: Okay, you're right. This is the Cult... This is the yes. Cult of Cinnamon Knowledge podcast. Uh... I'm Levi. That's Jordan. We're just What's we're up? just excited over here because we are Halloween. The spooky time yeah. is in the air. Next week we're, uh, you know, we're start we're gonna be starting into horror movies here soon, but uh, we picked the perfect genre this month: thriller movies, because they are a lot of them are quite horror adjacent, and uh, I'm really glad that we also decided to go kind of chronologically because they didn't really. They always had like the the suspense elements, but as we go farther along in the movies, they get like a little bit darker and grimier. So today's movie we're talking about is uh was it 2002's David Fincher's
0: Panic Room is what we're talking about yeah. today, which I can't believe how young it is. I or I guess it's I mean, it's, it's it, old maybe. now, but it's like I can't believe it was it's so twenty like, years it was 2002. Man. Yeah, it's been twenty years. I didn't. It feels... I like pictured as like a 2008. Yeah, it really holds up. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah, it I does. Didn't, I don't, I, right off the, right off the top, right off the, right off my, uh, the cuff, uh, I think it was okay, <laughs> but we'll, we'll get into that. I thought it was um,
1: the, among the best of the genre. Uh okay. Not saying just thrillers, because honestly, I mean, David Fincher knows his thrillers, to be fair um but specifically the siege thriller like mm. the siege the only other movie that does the siege thriller better in my opinion is green room
0: well yeah or i mean funny games really holds that up fuck
1: funny games
0: but, i love what <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> what i love i yeah. love funny games of funny games and strangers the strangers It's like, fine kind of, that's more horror i guess it's yeah. more horror though um
1: but uh but <laughs> This this movie this is random but speaking of funny games did you say they did you say they did a remake for Goodnight Mommy? Have you ever seen? No. That? Anyway, moving on. But um, no, I, I noticed right. that uh, <laughs> what's her face is in that one too, and I was like, hey, it's like Funny Games. So this movie has got who Jodie Foster and young pre Twilight Kristen Stewart,
0: right? And co- and dude, I, dude, I always dude. forget it's her, and and it's like wild that it's her because she's like. A decent actress, yeah, and it's like I don't know what I think it's just director. I think that really clearly just boils honestly, down to like, she just probably just was not given any sort of direction. No, those <laughs> movies like, are
1: terrible, and I'm amazed because I mean, right. look at Robert Pattinson too. He's one of the greatest actors of a generation, but nobody knows it unless that's they watch true. films because they're always like, "Oh, the Twilight guy." Nobody gives a uh-huh. fuck about
0: that. No, legitimately. I mean, he's kind of he's kind of s- shifted into the Batman guy now. Man, but That's d- a bummer. That's because he does that's a bummer because. But right. this but movie, yeah.
1: it's got a great cast, man. You got those two. It's only like it five just, characters. Like, I, it's Jared Leto when he was good. Um, yeah. Forrest Whitaker, who I feel like was everywhere and now is
0: nowhere. I know, exactly. And it's I, I feel like Forest Whitaker's is... I Was less droopy. Like I feel like he no, seemed, dude, he seemed, seemed healthier. healthier in this, dude. It was so droopy, it was seemed... on the back of his head. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, he felt, was... I felt like he was, he seemed, he seemed fresher. I don't no, know. He, he, seemed, had, he had, he had way too many good, dude.
1: thousand <laughs> yard stairs in this movie that it was just like looking <laughs> like, like, like a fucking egg yolk.
0: I <laughs> away. Dude, I'm like, <laughs> do you know, do you know if he had like a medical? Issue, Probably. Is just like, i don't know I, I love it though he's got i love it
1: i fucking love forrest whitaker no dude
0: he's yeah he's got such a look he's such a character america he's, so, he's such a
1: good fucking actor he's, a, he's so good <laughs> but uh in america's sweetheart everyone knows dwight yokum <laughs> yeah thanks <laughs> who who is in fucking everything he's in he, a he's lot of random stuff, stuff but it's yeah it's, it's just funny that beloved country music star dwight Yoakum. Oh wait! Is he really a country? Music he wasn't star? an actor. He was I, cast in this, and then he got like the acting bug, you know, and then he was in everything. And then he was in a
0: lot of stuff. But wow. he's done. He was a country musician in the nineties that my dad really loved. Oh, and that's probably why uh, Fincher used him because I 100%. didn't really know this about Fincher. This Mother Flipper directed like, like you said, like eighty music videos. <laughs> like Dude, I knew. I knew he was. I knew he did music videos and and commercials. Like that was kind of like a thing. It was just one of those like background like oh he he came from that. He's definitely but I didn't one realized it's like a lot. It's all it's a lot. And a lot it of pretty lot. big ones like, too. Like And was Alien and three like, his
1: Alien was,
0: three his first directorial yeah. debut? That was
1: his break. <gasps> Wild. Yeah. And he Wild. he he's kind of disowned it since then. He's like I learned a lot from and it, but his real he considers like his real debut to be seven, you know? Seven. Which yeah. which sure is yeah, the totally yeah. Seven. That's why. If for those of you don't know, and then Jordan's going to give you a synopsis. Um, <laughs> no, 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 yeah, I, I'm I'm the resident David Fincher fanatic around here, probably.
0: Right. No, you it, are. And you, you've talked about David Fincher being like your favorite director. He's top, top three. Top
1: three for sure. He's yeah, top. top it, it does rotate, um, for sure. Right. Yeah. But that, uh, the old the old Fincher man. He uh, he's got a special place in my heart. So
0: well. Okay. I'm gonna let me read my let me read my little synopsis first, real quick, and then I can get into like. We can do like the Fincher, you know, David Fincher, David Fincher ranked or something. Cause okay. it's like, this is we have an inside joke. joke. Yeah. <laughs> I know we have an inside joke of a panic room. What? Everybody <laughs> shut up. I'm going to read the synopsis. Shut up, everyone. Shut up. You We're driving there. It. Shut your mouth. Yeah. If you're driving right now, you shut off your car wherever <laughs> you are and you listen to me. I'm going to explain this film to you in the best way I possibly can. <clears throat> you wrote kay. this one. Panic room. I did write this. This is all. This is all. Me. Maybe I you know what I'm gonna start skirting around it and be like, I'm just gonna use a pen name. <laughs> like nah, saying, I got this from I got this from Jervaustin, or something. Yeah, Jervostin. He's, he's the one who wrote it. That's it. All right. Uh, no, I Jordan Howard wrote this. <clears throat> Meg uh, Meg Altman is newly divorced, looking for a home in, up in the Upper West Side of Manhattan. She's with her moody, diabetic, preteen daughter Sarah, who's unimpressed with the three-story brownstone mansion until she sees the -the state-of-the-art panic room, a steel, cold box with a thick sliding door and a security camera setup, with intercoms that go throughout the whole house. Meg and her daughter, Sarah, move in on the same night that three men plan on breaking in to secure $3 million. One of whom is Junior, the grandson of the former owner. Junior hired uh, Burnham, a safecracker who worked on the same model of panic room, and Raul, Uh, a balaclava-clad wildcard there to get his cut any way possible. Due to an escrow era, the men thought the house would be empty, and when the five people discover each other, a panic breaks out, and Meg has to fight for her and her daughter's life from the confines of the panic room. After several different attempts at scaring off the intruders, the situation escalates to the shocking events of Raul shooting Junior in a money dispute, then threatening the same to burn him, unless he helps finish the job. All while Sarah goes in a diabetic coma, and the ex-husband comes over and gets beaten. Meg slips out to get the life-saving insulin, leaving the panic room wide open for Arul and Burnham to slip in. Um, slip in and crack open the safe, finding two or $22 million. As they try to escape, Meg had booby-trapped her husband, who shoots Raul as the cops rush in, catching Burnham, putting an end to all the hijinks. Pretty, that's kind of That was a it good that's a good one. It's it's more it is a lot more uh I'm sending that to you. It's a lot more epic in the well, in There's the a lot climax, more details. like and, a lot more tussle. And yeah, let me
1: yeah. let me say just the husband does not get to the justice of the final kill of Raul. As to say Burnham cuz he has the best character arc. He could have got away and he comes back because he has this weird moral code. He comes back, and he, sh- he, he, the whole movie, he's not getting involved with violence. And so I feel like it's discrediting to him as a character. He comes back, and he fucking saves Meg's life, who's about to get her head crushed with a sledgehammer, which is awesome, uh, by killing Dwight Yoakam. And, uh, but because he went back, he ends up getting caught and probably going to prison for the rest of his life.
0: But uh, Oh, that's right. Oh, does, what does he do? Does he stab him? No, I don't even. Remember. No, he, he shoots him in the back no, he, he of the head. He shoots him. Oh, he shoots him that. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's he shoots like, his eyeball yeah, out. That is...
1: Right. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. That's pretty fun.
0: But uh, oh yeah, because that that's
1: right. that is like the climax is fucking pretty intense. Yeah. Like I don't that's... know. It's just like it's just well made film. Like everything building up to it. Like the movie's very tense. But just for something ingrained in my eye, my mind as a small child, like for some reason, this movie, when I first saw it, so I, I saw it when I was, like, ten, when I was 10, when it, like, first came out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I guess I was, like, 11 or 12, but. And yep. the one that, the the thing that always stuck with me until I watched it again in my great period of junior high, um, no. the thing that always had stuck with me is just right at the end when he, uh, he's so wounded because he's such a good bad guy is, uh, Dude, he, uh, Raul, he was, yeah, he, but he's like dragging I, yeah, himself like, across the ground with the sledgehammer, and it's just like the yeah. close-up of him like across the hardwood, uh, yeah. and the music is just swelling, and it's just it's just so fucking intense. Uh, this whole movie I, is intense. Know, it's
0: intense. It, it, is, it is, but I just like I don't know. There's just something lacking about it. I think it. I think it is. It's intense when it when it is when there's momentum but i think there are just a few a few lags and it's like it's appropriate to have like the moments of moments of breath you know and like and like it's it was nice to have like the scenarios like the propane tank scenario the like sos scenario that's a that's a fantastic bit where she's like where'd you learn sos and she's like from titanic it's like you know that that's it's nice and topical didn't age at all and uh like the bit with the neighbor, so funny. No, that that's legit. the The first part, the Titanic thing, is sarcasm. But the, the the bit with the neighbor, where he gets up and closes the blinds, hilarious. Oh like, yeah, he know, li- he lives that, in like, fucking Manhattan,
1: dude. You think he's yeah. like he's like what the <laughs> yeah, fuck is yeah. that?
0: He literally can yeah. see them being murdered and be like blinds. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, but the body does, yeah, I mean, because it literally like. You're you're living in like the largest city in the in the U S. and one of the largest in the world. Yeah. If a little light is flashing, you're not you're not call, you're not doing anything. No, absolutely gonna, not. Like, you wouldn't do anything here. It's like in you know my little my little city. Probably but wouldn't uh, even do anything here. And, right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> a Karen would there call other, and I mean, say I mean, they were annoyed. But. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They would call
0: the cops to get them. Yeah. To the um, cause but,
1: So what? But no. How many times have think, you
0: seen this movie? This this is like technically it's my second time so like i went in knowing i like it was kind of nice because it was like refreshing it was like first time i went in knowing the outcome (laughs) essentially and you know knowing some of the like the bigger beats of it or at least like be the propane tank was a big part i remembered i kind of forgot about the ending i loved it though dude she had her when she has her husband in the chair and he she tapes him up to the thing like with the lamp so that his hands up with the gun that's great i love that i was i was just thinking home alone the whole time yeah
1: honestly though this movie
0: has something to home alone so this movie glass and stuff so they they come out
1: i've probably seen this movie like i don't know five or six times and the joke like we said earlier the joke was always right so uh, I'm such a huge David Fincher fan, and we can all agree here anyway that David Fincher is a top-tier director. Right, and So the course. joke has always been, um, if someone who's good, all their filmography or all their collection of work is good, but their worst thing is still good, but it's Panic Room. <laughs> it's it's right. what it always was. This,
0: and that's what this is. Yeah, it still and, holds up like that. Like, this so, is still a better movie than what, what you're getting a lot of the time. Well, now, well, we made the, the joke world, last time that um, yeah. Mank is now David Fincher's panegyrm, <laughs> right? Because Mank, I feel like, is worse. And do you it's know what? It's just a slightly I, weaker movie. I was thinking about it. There's something about Mank where he uses the implement the impl. Oh my god, implementation. What is that word? <laughs> he he uses CG in such a way. He implements CG in such a way in Mank that it is it doesn't seem like a constructive tool anymore and it's almost like it's almost kind of a substitute which is like the worst thing you can do for cg so in this film and what david fincher david fincher pretty much like at least you know he didn't invent this per se but he definitely perfected it and he made it really popular is doing that taking the camera and going into going into spaces that are like impossible. Yeah. like following following threads through like electric cables and following threads through like air ducts and stuff stuff that's like it's so small and he'll like cut through like he'll cut through and he'll oh. he'll dive into and you'll be POV through the world of like walls and stuff he does it in all of his movies and like Fight Club he does it perfectly when he goes through Fight and Club. it shows like Fight the Club gas I think line. is
1: where he really kind of went he, they like let him go balls out And so if anything, this movie and I I think this is why I've never had the same reverie for this movie as I do for some other movies in his filmography is because so many of his other movies are uh, like more impactful with like their message or they have like some uh, deeper philosophical undertones, like even Fight Club, even though he made before this is like just as kind of crazy the way it's filmed, more so probably. This movie's a little bit more
0: restrained. Well, I can I gotta I'll tell you a little bit. I was watching but, an interview with him. But my
1: that. my biggest thing uh about this movie to me is it doesn't feel dated necessarily. Like some of the CG you could just tell CG, but it's fine. But it no but yeah, I that's kind of what I was
0: getting like at it's is not he uses it's, it as such a tool.
1: Yeah, it's not like so distracting. But for me as uh someone who's just like super familiar with the rest of David Finchers' filmography, this definitely feels like him as a as a younger man. Like, this is him a little bit more, like, doing kind of flashier moves with the camera works. Like, he just is much more subdued and more mature to, like, what he films these days. That when he does these kind of things, it's, it's certainly not... He doesn't go fucking crazy with it like he used to. But he's got... His way of having this floating omniscient... The camera right. is like this presence, which uh, wasn't really like as seen. Like people tried to do it, but he really did it really well with his film style. It, to like how because, like you said, it dude does crazy things that a normal camera can ever do, and he was kind of like really it, the first person took to really like, lean into it super hard. Like
0: dude, that. it took him like a year to get to like get those shots done. It's it's wild, dude. This was like a this film production was huge, and this is what this is why we like fincher is he like he kind of like spares no expense which is kind of old school filmmaking or like i feel like i feel like nowadays it's so formulaic where like they get a budget and you usually can't go over that budget at all <laughs> and you know and you usually have to like really plan your like plan your shots and plan your days really well for most movies but like fincher he's he's able to kind of like stretch that more and and get you know kind of demand more because I think his success from like seven was a success the game kind of was like mid-tier but which is an amazing movie the game is closest it it to this movie though
1: where it's just like it's a we always right, used it, to say there's like you know as pretentious as it sounds and it's not totally necessarily true but there's like you know there's his films and then there's his his, his movies right, right and it's like right, his
0: movies yeah. and this is uh you know a top tier movie well, you know? well and this is the reason he does it is because he'll do he'll do He does a hard, really labor-intensive, like, quote-unquote, passion project, seven. Then he'll make a movie that's kind of just a fun idea premise, the game. Then he did Fight Club, also passion project, really put, like, his life into it. And then that was, like, that had, like, yeah, dude, like, Fight Club was, I, I, it's hard. Because I was saying we do, like, uh, Fincher ranked. Because I think Fight Club still sits as, like, my favorite movie by him. That's really hard to say. But anyhow, Mind changes all the time. <laughs> cha- it does change often, yeah. But I think Fight Club always comes back to it. But anyways, Fight Club's amazing. And then he like he, like Fight Club had like a hundred, I think it was like hundred and forty-six different locations that they had to shoot at. And so he was like, I don't wanna I don't wanna sprawl across you know all of like Hollywood and uh, uh, New York and stuff. He's like, I wanna make a movie that's a little more like contained. And so he was like, I'm gonna go all the way and make it super contained. And so make it like a one, a one set movie. And then for this set, dude, did you know about this? I'm sure you did, but how would they like, they straight up, the only time that it's shot on location is the exterior when they walk up to the building and then everything inside is shot a hundred percent on soundstage. That makes sense. Shot like a hundred percent on sets and they built like three story sets that can come apart. Because it's like how they shoot this movie, it's not – it's not. It's a maze. It's like not – it wouldn't function if you shot it on location. Yeah. He, he needed to be able to move walls, move the whole floor away. Well, that's what's so fucking – it's like module or module. That's what yeah. so I like,
1: really love about yeah. – one of the things I really love about his filmmaking that he kind of like really went full bore with this was like one of the – like he, he, he went full yeah. bore with Fight Club first I think, but this he kind of like was like – showing off but in a contained space like that to show this like he still went (laughs) loading drifting type camera that's like uh gets these perfectly in tuned, perfectly timed tracking shots that are like beyond technical and that's what's always been impressive about me is they're like literally somehow they like reach into the fucking actor's chest and mount the camera to their goddamn rib cage and it's just like I don't know, it's just like so in tune with them.
0: It goes yeah it'll go through where in most movies you can kind of either see the cut when it like when it does like a panning tracking shot and it goes through like a banister goes through a window you can kind of you know if you really look closely you can see the cut or like the alteration yeah especially pre digital like like for sure right 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 yeah pre-digital of course but it dude it like uh with his movies it's so seamless you really do float through the walls and it's like well, he's always said I mean, in
1: interviews and stuff that he just, like, uh, I'm pretty sure a quote, and I think he was talking about this movie, too, He was like, something about, like, his cameras have, like, this detached omniscience, like, and he said, like, uh, because, like, it's not like he just filmed it. It's, like, whatever was going to happen was always doomed to happen. And so it was, like, oh, cool. it's kind of, like, it's just going to happen no matter what. And so the camera is, like, this voyeuristic. He's, he's definitely got a weird... yeah. Uh, chub on for being like a voyeur i don't know he's got he's got some opinions about that it's kind of funny i don't know but it's interesting because uh you say your favorite one of his is fight club and my favorite's probably seven but i think his best and i zodiac or no sorry my my favorite is zodiac it's it's zodiac and his best is probably uh social network (laughs) Do you
0: think I don't when know? When was the last I, time you no, fucking
1: watched Social Network?
0: With with you in theaters? <laughs> in watch, watch it again. So, no, I understand. I'm just saying. Like, I still think Zodiac has his Zodiac, I think Zodiac the, is Zodiac's his amazing. most <laughs> is his like magnum opus. I think yeah. he I think he did more for Zodiac than any other movie. Hundred percent more into that movie than Zodiac. Than anything else. There's no other movies. I'm really mad that there's no so, other movies that are like
1: Zodiac, like true good true crime. Type movies that are on that caliber. Like, there just can't be ever. No. Like, I would like to see a true crime movie based on, like, a real-life serial killer, real-life crime that's on par with
0: Zodiac. If you have one, please tell me because it doesn't exist. (laughs) I know. Yeah, there's got to be something out there. Even just something you really like that's, like – because I don't think – I think it's just – yeah, it's just so – um it's so this, tight I, I don't know, know this movie
1: that's the thing about this movie dude but it's like the, the camera knows when to kind of float around and like get into all these crazy scenes and like have the pacing but the editing also when it knows when to fucking cut and the audio editing between like the microphones it's like
0: perfect that was, that was a headache for they were in comedy the, in even, the interview yeah comedy well they were talking about shooting on those those cctv yeah. like the like those little cameras they said that was a pain in the ass to like get the to get the quality and the shots they wanted through all of those and like it what's really cool though is it it shot chronologically so like it like kind of I think that's like the best way to do this kind of movie it like for the fact that there are so many moving pieces of each floor somebody's in a different room somebody's moving around you know so I think it like I it, think it I think that's them, the way help them keep it tight because that definitely didn't. I loved that. I, I was like, holy shit, that is really the story. Is it's like this is a flawless film. I just don't think it was. I just didn't. I didn't really connect to it. I didn't really. Yeah, it, I just thought it was fine. That's the difference. Like, that's the whole joke. That's the whole like, thing. The panic room. You know.
1: That's the difference. It it doesn't have, you know, the staying power of like a lot of other of films in his repertoire where you're, like, just, like, thinking about or have, like, this huge, like, these huge deep moments. Like, this movie is just a straight-up, perfectly executed thriller, though. Like, it is just, it it just does everything it needs to do very well without ever going above and playing something that it's not. Like, it knows exactly what kind of movie it is. You know, because at the end of the day, it is a genre movie, but it's, like, a very, I mean, like, but who doesn't like a good thriller? So, it's, like, you know, it's not like niche or anything, but it's not trying to be Citizen Kane or something. It's trying to be uh, the best version of this fucking tense ass siege. Like
0: it's like yeah, Hitchcockian it's like, fucking cat def- and mouse. Well, that's, like that's a hundred percent what it is. It like it is fun. It's fun that we did I love that you did that. Like we went from generation to generation, you know, yeah. and now we're like we're like the nineties, two thousands, early two thousands. So it's like it's really fun to watch the movies before. Like, I think, I think there is like with vertigo, I have I have a more fondness of it. Now thinking about it, I still like I, the glaring flaws of vertigo yeah. don't weigh on me as much. Yeah. Cause right you now. do
1: remember, you know, I
0: see the influence. You remember, of course, you so. remember the
1: vibe, the, in, you know, the right. whole like feeling of it. I don't remember the parts that slogging parts through two down. hours of driving around San no. Francisco.
0: <laughs> no, no, exactly. Yeah. But where basic instinct is so visceral, this movie did not did not mix the two it definitely stayed more vertigo-esque and so i kind of was bummed because in in, in the interview he, he talks about they the ending was a lot more violent and brutal like it's crazy she like she breaks out of the house climbs across to the other to the neighbor's house s- takes the sledgehammer breaks through the wall of the panic room and murders the <laughs> <Joel. laughs> nice and, <clears throat> and 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 that is like that's like an alternate that was just an alternate written ending yeah. but then they they shot like when raul gets his hand crushed in the door it's like it shows it it shows his hand it shows it open up and his hand is like mutilated so, and stuff and i was like ah i, I wish I showed that but it is funny when he the
1: mystifying you know. of raul yeah. like he just start, he starts he, off so dude, he's a great character yeah he's a great villain man he just starts out, he's so imposing and like threatening and mysterious that he slowly becomes less so and he gets stripped down to like, no, he's just a fucking petty criminal. It's like, slowly, he's just more kind of violent. Well, when you, you know, yeah, yeah. And you see, like, I mean, obviously he's a psychopath, but like, no. uh, that is willing to kill on a whim for money and feel no remorse for it. But like, uh, you know, you see his face and you're like, oh, he's like, not so scary. He just looks like a regular guy. Now, if anything, he looks yeah. kind of weedy, you know what I mean? Kind of, kind of weird right. and puffy and long hair and all that. And, uh, but then he gets his hand crushed and he's fucking acting like a baby. And then, like, I mean, who wouldn't? But it's just, like, it slowly yeah. 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 takes him and breaks him down where it's, like, the whole time the opposite's happening with Forrest Riker's character. And it's slowly building him up to, like, you know, he's he's got this weird standards. Like, he's doing these crimes and he's allowing the violence to happen. But, like, he's giving the girl the injection and... He's like doing what he can. And so that's why it's the final. He has the best character arc in the whole story where he really does come with him at the end where he can. He's about to get away and then he hears Raul attacking the family. and He goes back and saves their lives, but it costs him his. And it's it's a good uh, compromise for his character because it's like if he would have died, it wouldn't have been it would have been a bummer because it's like he had a heart kind of a heart of gold. But if he would have got right, away, right. if he would have got it away, it wouldn't have been justified. No, and if if He'd he would have got away, it wouldn't hey. have worked either. It would have felt weird. No. So like it kind of is perfect. And that yeah. moment, the climax, the moment when the cops find him and he just like the Dude. reluctance of letting the bond slip out of his hand the, and the he gets, gets taken away by the wind is just so. It's just so fucking cinematic, man. Like this movie, it was is fucking yeah.
0: cinematic. The climax is clearly the best part, which I guess in a lot of movies it is. But I I don't know. Basic Instinct had some like. Had some really good stuff throughout the whole thing. This movie's 100 no. times better
1: than Basic Instinct. Come on. <laughs> I don't. No. know. Yeah, dude.
0: I don't think so. You're, I don't know, man. I think it's. I think I'm kind of. I told your mind. you. I told you. We've talked about this before. Everybody at home, you heard me. Mark it down. I said this movie is flawless. I just don't. I would rather watch Basic Instinct again than watch Panic Room again. Uh, that's fair.
1: But, I mean, that's fair. Just because you know, I've seen Panic a, Room, I've seen a, Panic Room enough times. I, pr-
0: I probably never if I,
1: need to watch it again. But, right. And I. But, yeah, but I'm always I, happy to I watch it again. That. I feel like I would get
0: more out of a rewatch of Basic Instinct just because I've only seen it once. But sure, uh, sure. Well, okay, let's just imagine we've seen them the same amount of times. I'd rather watch Basic Instinct again. <laughs> never. <laughs> but I don't. I don't know. Hard to no, say because
1: you... this, this movie, dude. Like, say what you will. Because honestly, I I've come around because I used to. You would have asked me five years ago what I would rate this movie. I would have given, like, a three, three and a half just for the benefit of the doubt, you know? Like, it's good. It's fun, but it's not particularly memorable. But every time I watch it, though, <laughs> yeah, um, it is just so well-made and so tight. Yeah, And it does yeah. such, such good, like, honestly, it shows, like, it's a good script, and it's solid, and it does the job. But at the end of the day, this is 100% a showcase of fucking great direction. Like, it really shows the, the creative um, decisions being made in this. Like, from the editing down to, like, the choices of, obviously, the camera stuff. To, like, the way it's shot. To the fucking acting is some of the best of these guys' I like the only person to get good performances out of Jared Leto ever is David
0: Fincher. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It's cause he knows Wait, how is to. He, is, is he in anything else? He's in fight club. Wait. Oh my God. Duh. Yeah. Well, but he's only in fight club for like 10 minutes, right? He's only in that. Uh, yeah. I he's only so. in the, he's only in the fight ring. So it's like, uh, he's, he, he's, he's just the one, that, he's just the more pretty more boy. S- yeah. He is the pretty He's in the, the pretty boy is. that gets, he gets his face crushed, but it's like, uh, spoilers. spoilers. Um, yeah. Spoilers for like, fight club. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. I I know what you're saying. And I, it's funny. I like I like Jared Leto, but I don't know. I'm he's take him or leave him in this movie. He's kind of, you know, he he plays the character well. That's I guess you're right. Yeah. No, he gets, he, well, that's he, what he I'm he saying. It's like he direction.
1: just does. Yeah. He every single thing about this movie is performed to the utmost that it could be. Like I feel like this thing is firing on all cylinders okay. and is 100% at its potential. There's not anything in this movie that I'm like Oh, they could have done this better you know what i mean like i feel like like again i feel like it does everything it needs to do extremely well and and i'm not even kidding i was gripping my couch dude i was fucking gripping <laughs> I know my you couch
0: said, you you said that in your in your review well, like usually that's... you were like at the edge of my seat gripping my couch dude, i'm like well, what was... i'm like dude no su- no suspense at all like you know it's like the intensity of like oh, she has to get somewhere. And it's like, it's like kind of just, you know, now, it's clearly it's implied in the whole, it's not the about whole the nu- premise of Jordan. the movie. So.
1: It is not about the nuts and bolts. It is not about like she has a thing she needs to do and then she does it. It's it's right. how it's executed. It's the cinematic nature of the swelling of the music, of the like the constant threat of danger. <laughs> I, the, <laughs>
0: I get it. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's just like, it's the fact that it's like, it is, it is, it is a classic premise. No, it's you know, not a good, well, good and, and, so it's, and
1: what's good is I mean, anyone can. Uh, it's not like super uh, sophisticated of a movie, which I kind of appreciate, and I think that's why it's kind of lower regarded. Like uh, you know, for example, Basic Instinct is much more of a mystery, who done it? Kind of like, ooh, there's all these clues, and it's is it this? Yeah, is the, it that?
0: The, the crime thrilling. This crime-thrilling movie part is of it, yeah.
1: it's 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 what's happening in front of you. Is is what's happening. Like it's very straightforward and very easy to follow, but the fact that it's so meticulous about how it goes about it, and so cinematic in the way that it does it, um, just kind of like lets you get sucked into it. And I think the there's a certain place for those kind of movies that are just so like that. Because like Green Room is the same way. There's no huge mysteries. There's no. It's just
0: classic stakes, and like yeah. you know you got like. Uh, I guess it's just it, Green Room has a different skin. It's just yeah. like that, so I just like Green Room more. Well, Green Green Room is violent punk. So. Green
1: Room is fucking made for me. That's my yeah. kind of movie for sure. Yeah, Green. Yeah,
0: and and Green Room literally is like. I guess it really guess it really is like I like hundred percent identical. So yeah.
1: <laughs> but That's like, what I'm saying it's like this it's just this, more violent. <laughs> it is.
0: And it's about punks yeah. and skinheads, and which punk, is just yeah is, is yeah. Uh, and that I do relate right. to. The music the music in that yeah. is sicky icky. Yeah. The music in this is like sure classical. I'm kind of like I don't know, man. I guess it's weird. Soundtracks to me are not the most important thing. I I don't notice them all the time. Sometimes <sighs> I just fall to the background and it like it fits well with the movie. Yeah you know and so it's like where green room like has a sick soundtrack i all does just, you know, i all yeah music.
1: well that's the difference it's like this movie again the cuz i i always notice the score cuz it can really make or break it for me <sighs> i mean that's i do too
0: like watching a movie no, I, I do you th- do notice but I, it but i just i, know I think what you it's mean. not as important to me i know
1: yeah i right. totally know what you mean cuz this movie right. it is a fairly basic score but it's like right. um, I don't know, it never it never does the full like the whole time it's like I want you to feel tension. And then when I'm not there, like it doesn't it doesn't like rely on the cheaps where it like does a crazy huge swell scare or whatever. It's like it does it, but it's also kind of like weirdly like and again this is like a turn of the century modern like with the way it looks, but the way it sounds too. It's almost got like a little bit of a classic thriller score, but also kind of like a little bit of that like I want to say like techno-y, but like, it's got like the, I don't know. It's got this more modern sound to it that uh, is definitely more digital that I think is interesting. Um, Dude, fucking, did you forget Jared Leto was in Morbius? Come on. I'm looking at this
0: thing right well, now. he's I it's like I love him in Blade Runner, but it's like he's only in that for ten minutes too. It's like yeah. you know
1: I know, and he's he's also in American Psycho for like a minute.
0: Is, <laughs> again, oh shit! Yeah, you're right. God, dude, he's barely in the, he's. He, I actually to think of it now, Jared Leto is such a fucking huge star for not really being the main actor in. in
1: things. Well, you know he is the main right? actor in, are, and he's fucking he, yeah. amazing in. And I don't know why this wasn't the first thing I thought of because for some reason it's not Jared Leto because when I saw this movie I had no idea who Jared Leto even was. It was for a Dream. Oh, oh duh. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah, and then that, like, yeah. But he's so young. It is young, young. That's Jared what I was saying. It was before. It, I saw yeah, that movie is,
1: yeah. before he was that famous. Uh-huh. God, that,
0: right, that right, movie's good. Right, yeah. We should watch that movie again. But, Dude, I know. We got to find. God, I don't even know how to find. We, we should have watched that in, like, Surreal or something like that. When something. We it, Cerebral. Well, we should watch, uh, uh, like, drug movies so we can put Train Spot. There's a yeah. lot of good drug movies. Uh, that is. Well, dude, and you have, like, Shallow Graves, right? For yeah. one of the Wasn't one of the thrillers, Shallow mm-hmm. Graves? that yeah. I was like I was just thinking now and I'm like that is a memorable movie for like I love and Grieve. it's it's funny because Shallow Graves is so indie but yet it's so memorable for the soundtrack and the like it, I, I like well, I like visually how it looks. But shallow I mean, Grave. Danny Boyle's soundtracks. Danny Boyle, And I, I miss. I missed that guy. guy. I literally have
1: a Train I Spotting know. poster on my wall right here, and it says "From the makers of Shallow Grave" on it. <laughs> Which is <laughs> interesting because yeah. Train Spotting obviously is what put him into another oh, stratosphere. Anyway, it, we're not, yeah, we're, not yeah, right. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're not talking yeah. about Shallow Grave. We're not talking about. So spotting. welcome
0: to Colas <laughs> podcast, where we're talking about, talking about David, Danny David Boyle's illustrious career. <laughs> yeah. But it, it really I don't know, like talking about this movie, it because it is so straightforward and so tight and so well done, I think I think I will I will always remember it, but I'm I'm never gonna be like I'm never gonna be itching to watch this movie again. <laughs> I feel I don't know. I don't I think that's I feel kind of bad about that. I, I understand just, why you think I his, understand his career. That. His career is so, it's so saturated well, with like this, bangers that here, let me put
1: it this way. Then this movie is right. not
0: thought provoking.
1: Like so many art, <laughs> so many films that we watch, like we've come so far in our filmography uh, and watching movies that we like, you know, we like a simple movie, which I think this movie is fairly simple, but we like a movie that we can chew on. Like, this is not like a Kaufman movie where it's got like all these weird dissecting yeah. layers and shit. Sorry, I'm chugging this beer and I'm trying not to burp into the mic so David doesn't yell at me.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I don't yell at you. you I know.
1: I, I didn't. But uh, I don't know. It's the, uh, it's because this movie's not, it's such a specific thing that it does and it just does it so well. And it's, I think it's what, what makes it. Was popular because I remember it being quite popular, but also what makes it really good is it's just like it's accessible. I don't know. It's like a not. It's like smart in what it does, but it's not like overly above anyone's head. Like it's uh, really anyone can watch this and I, enjoy it. Yeah, and it, exactly. and it does I would rec- it. Or, I would recommend most, this in a heartbeat. Or most movies that do that nowadays, I feel like not always, but like I feel like they're talking down at people in a way. Like, yeah. like, I do feel like a lot of big movies well, that do this kind of they, thing are very wide, just like a, how can we cast a wide net kind of thing. And, like, this movie is just like, let's just focus on what we want to do creating tension is the name of the fucking game. And then so they just do that with every scene and every shot and every fucking minute of audio and that audio editing and the fucking... Uh, I really enjoyed it for that. I don't know. Because it's not... I mean, it's just a movie. It's just like a, it's a simple movie.
0: Yeah. I think, I think you, you bring up a good point where it's like, it's almost like a movie, a movie that wants to be this simple kind of can't be this simple anymore. Yeah. And even for 2002, it was almost, it's kind of like an oddity that it did. It worked so well because it's like, even by that time, because he did, he did the game, which spoiler alert for everybody out there, cover your ears. He did the game before uh, this movie, Panic Room. And it has, it is almost like it has to be, it's more sophisticated in its storytelling. Even though it's a pretty straightforward movie, it just has such a unique twist. It's such a... And it almost like, it's kind of at that point where it needs to be the like, gotcha, like the Sixth Sense twist, you know, it was in that. It's gotta be, that, everyone's like, it's like generation. either
1: I'm a dumb popcorn movie or I'm like a sophisticated it, uh, thriller that or that makes you feel smart, like a, yeah, like a twist type of thing and it's like you're right it's like people can't just make a simple movie that's really well executed without it being I don't know because the closest thing you get to that these days are like you know your marvels and stuff which again I feel like are kind of talking down at you a lot of times I don't know they're like this is like an adult movie I don't know those are kids movies like they're for everyone and this movie's for like any adult you pop on I feel like being in 2002 popping it on with your girlfriend at a late night just watching this like intense thriller on the old vhs no
0: no victoria hated this did she (laughs) yeah mary really liked it oh see okay interesting dude i think i think another one of his uh david pitchers films that kind of talks down to you is gone gone girl it like it it almost sits there where it has to be like it has to kind of just be like do you do you get it are you you know like are you are you able to understand what I just did to you? Very, I personally I personally love it. I think I think Gone Girl is amazing, and I think it's one that you should watch again because I know you didn't really like Gone. I love Gone Girl. What are you talking about?
1: I probably gave it four no. and a half stars too. Go look.
0: No way. I love Gone Girl. I was. I thought you, I, oh okay. I, I, I thought I thought you I thought you didn't realize. Like it.
1: Um, I it wasn't. No, I really liked it. I had the different effect though, where it's like first time I saw it, I really loved it. And then the more I oh, watched yeah. it, I still really liked it, but I was also just like, yeah, it's, you know, it's good. That it does what it's good, but it, it does feel like it wants to be smarter than it is. No. But I think that at the end of the day, like it's a good script and I want to read the book. That's that Jillian Flynn book or whatever. Um, no. I want to read that book. Cause I do get the vibe that it does feel like a book. Like the way it's structured is kind of funky. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Um, No, I really like Gone Girl. Well, I think I was gonna say if you like this, watch Gone Girl, because it's the I think it's the uh, everything he's made post uh, Panic Room has been, you know, it's like uh, I don't know. I feel like that was more like like a little bit uh, a little bit crazier, a little bit more memorable, maybe. Let's see.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I really like Gone Girl. I think that David Fincher should just stick with animation from now on because his his Love, Death, well, and Robots so good. installment was was amazing. Well, his, he uh, like yeah.
1: See, no, I guess that's not true because like his uh, there's two movies that were made between Gone Girl and Panic Room that I feel like actually weren't very well received, and that's not even including Mank, um, which right. nobody really liked. Mank. Well, I liked. I mean, I liked Mank. I appreciate it for. I'm more excited he, for his next movie, The Killer, with Michael Fassbender. I, I,
0: yeah, I want to know how he got caught up in making the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, like, re, like American remake. I feel right, like right when the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo came out, I remember. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird because yeah, I. It's weird. I remember right?
1: watching both of them around the same time, and yeah. I remember, like, loving David Fincher's version. Fucking love it. Um, and I remember being like, oh, okay, so David Fincher saw, um, you know, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, the Dutch version or the Swedish version or whatever, and was like, eh, okay, let me show you how it's done. You know, it's just like, yeah. went and did it. And a lot of people disagree with that, but I fucking love his version. But again, because that's his closest movie to like Seven or something. It's a very like moody serial killer type thriller uh that really crushes it but i feel like a lot of people forget about curious case of benjamin button too which is a lot of fun that one's like a little bit more of a
0: dude i i was like a, yeah, like a really, lighter
1: i haven't watched it in a long time i should watch it again
0: it kind of it's funny though i like i call it his his uh oh my god what's that one called big fish or whatever <laughs> what was that tim burton movie is uh, it big fish is it big fish it? <laughs> fish fish town or like real
1: big real, real big, fish. Real big <laughs>
0: fish yeah no it but it just it felt like that kind of like it's his like it explores like the entire life of a human being and it's told I like that like, it feels like like a narrative an odyssey you know? like, a, like it's a uh, right it's it's being a, narrated just a fun little thing it's told through narration so it's go great see. yeah i had go i kind of forget about curious case me too, too. that <laughs> I mean, one i think is yeah.
1: i forget about the most probably uh, yeah. Do yourself a no. favor and go watch Social Network again, though, man. That Social Network, every okay. time I watch it, like, I've probably seen it the same amount of times, like, five or six times. And every time I watch it, I'm like, this movie's a fucking masterpiece. And it's so subtle. Like, I feel like this is really just showing off just, like, so restrained. But it's just, like, like I think that Social Network is almost as tense as Panic like, I'm gripping the, my fucking seat yeah. during yeah. social network.
0: I can, okay. um, I can see that. But it,
1: it in different ways, I don't know. But uh, anyway, well, let me pull up a Reddit or two to see what any of our <laughs> adore, adoring cult members, uh, fellow film goers have to say about it. Um, I'm su- supposing you have a money minute in your back pocket,
0: but hold on. You got to save that yeah, for we'll... when I look for Travis's. Correct. So... Uh, I can I can give you a fun little tidbit real quick though, this is I was gonna do a, a new segment where it's like uh, I don't know what I was gonna call it I was gonna call it like like you know shot watch or something or like shot watch like, <laughs> like, like, like maybe like you know take one click or something because it's like uh, <laughs> David Fincher David Fincher is like <laughs> notorious for I don't take one's pretty good uh, he's fucking notorious like a candy for bar like, like yeah oh dude oh take one yeah. Uh, that doesn't exist, right? Is that or take five? Take on. five. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but it's like uh, he does a lot of shots. He's he's like a lot of auteurs out there. They'll like they'll just they'll just film and film and take shot shot for shot for shot to kind of get you there. And like we were talking about that with Francis Haw, where they did like forty six takes because it was like. After like fifteen, you're like, God, this feels awkward. But then after twenty five, you're like, Okay, I'm in the, I'm in the zone. I'm in the mood. Yeah, you know, and I, and I can kind of try take... what works. Right. Yeah. And with, with this one, David Fincher didn't actually, go shot crazy like he normally does, um, but he, because uh, it was shot chronologically, so they they had so much planned, but to do the so, uh, Meg, the character, whatever her name is is it Foster? Jordy foster uh yeah tries to throw the she throws in the the bag with the insulin so when she's going in the diabetic coma she runs out gets the bag and there's like this huge you know she has to throw it before the panic room door slams shut and it's super super crazy fast that took a hundred (laughs) and three takes to get to get the bag in the door take one snap (laughs) yeah take one and then i was gonna go take one that's because Take Watch, dude, it's, like, Take all Watch. these, uh, <laughs> I don't know. But it really is. It's, That's, like, it's like there are a lot of movies that, that is, we do that, is that like, interesting, like, though. so many takes. Yeah, it's it
1: it just yeah. counter-interesting. It's interesting to hear when it's, like, hey, one and done. They fucking nailed it first try, and they ended right. up using the first day. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. Which I, yeah, is weird. That's weird. fun. Um, so here's, um, uh, for those of you with a camera, here's, uh, what is on the Reddit. <laughs>
0: It up, you what? Can see. Oh, zero comments. Yeah, oh. I thought
1: for sure I even commented, so I'm surprised.
0: I, I went back and looked, and I'm like, did I not comment? you Didn't comment. I thought I, I, I did. What we commented on. I probably gave did, my on the poll. Go look at the poll. Do you look at that? Maybe. Uh, well, I... So sometimes people comment. Well, on the we'll like put the poll yeah. up. So so for everybody out there, um, if you would like to go to r slash Coldest of Knowledge, it's a website that we kind of use most of our. Red, it's like reddit it's a, sub, it's a community yeah. on reddit yeah so it it's a great place to be you can go to uh and comment on the movies that we post listen there, here kids
1: there's this website called reddit.com and it's gonna change the world
0: <laughs> we have yeah, our yeah. stuff on yeah. the platform it's
1: a, boy it's this it's front page of the internet it's this thing you've never <laughs> seen called a forum um <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah we got polls on there that have that dude and i thought yeah. for sure i commented Somebody said something about Panic Room and then I watched there's some old poll, like some old thing I commented on from like the man from nowhere. And I got on there drunk and was like, (laughs) Panic Room is so fucking cool. Like, yeah, probably not. though. I I just watched it last night. So
0: I don't. I guess I didn't. Yeah, I guess I didn't. Probably not. Probably not. We don't really talk about Panic Room. We talk about we talk about Panic Room as being the inside joke more than it still will be because now you out there. It's Panic Room. If you like a, if you like, if you're like, oh, that movie isn't very good by this director. It's their Panic Room. But it's still a good movie. It's, their it's still a good movie, but it's just like the least best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, anyway. All right. You got Travis up. Oh. You want me? To no, I didn't do that. Go. Yeah, but give me a money minute, and my, I'll pull Travis. So, Fincher basically just gets like what they do is they like knock on Fincher's door, and they go, "What's your project, bud? And then they just will burrow in bricks of gold <laughs> and loose doubloons and like yeah, just a pile of doubloons, fuck, surely. Whatever, yeah, whatever, whatever money. It's like whatever he wants. He's like bones are made of titanium. Uh, he gets as much money as he wants for this for this little fucking bottle movie. This one one set, twenty four hour film. It uh, was forty eight million dollars to, to shoot. That was the budget for this. You know, but they
1: they I, did that is a lot for this type of movie, but it does yeah. show. Oh, of
0: for course, for sure. Yeah. Like they no, they the use right. that dollar for sure. Of course, Man. well, and it's wild. They had, I think, a lot of the budget went to pre-pro, which is you know, which is a lot of. Well, his and thing obviously too. the building the set, like you said. Well, dude, right? Exactly. That's a huge part of it. But Nicole Kidman was. Actually, I was about to I say think she got paid out. Yeah, so you, yeah. You you've probably heard about. I've that seen theory. the so footage. Like, yeah. Yeah, right. Nicole Kidman is... She's shot, like, three weeks yeah. or, like, four weeks. That, on that really famous, famous shot that, like, sideways tilt of her
1: laying in bed but, with uh, yeah. the Forrest Whitaker standing behind, which, what a great shot that is. But, like, the moment it's when so Forrest good. Whitaker comes in and sees, for the first time, the nightlight in the bathroom, his his so reaction, good. it's like, that's the thing I like about this movie. There's no big exposition dumps. Like, everything you get, yeah. you get through snips yeah. of dialogue and through character and that being is shown. It is. Yeah. Like, it doesn't... It doesn't just pile on. There's no monologue or anything. You
0: know. No. And I love I love watching people crack safes. And it's so. I know. I was literally like. It's so where, good in this, dude. Is there a the school little, to the go to like, for safe cracking? Like, I know. I wanna Greg, yeah. I, dude, all the movies I've ever seen that have. Dude, that should be a genre we do one month. Because it's like safe crackers, dude, is ah. a good one. And then like fucking Rafifi. Yeah.
1: But, well, we tried to do Rafifi, but we couldn't find it anywhere
0: at all. Oh, that's you know, right.
1: right. Yeah. Which is bullshit in um, the mm, high seas. But. Anyway, so how much how much did it pull in?
0: 48 mil. No, and then, no, of course, three yeah, it was it was, you know, 48 mil uh, b- budget and then a box office 197. Okay. So, Okay. Come on. That's pretty good. Come on. But I, this is my speculation, I believe that is 100% solely to do with Fight Club's popularity. <laughs> Fight Club, Fight Club blew up, took the world by storm. And then I feel like every person was like, oh, the dude who did Fight Club's new movie's out. True. You know? Well, and this was this was one of so, the
1: big but, first post 9-11 like, yeah, like because yeah. uh, this the era of the 90s started making a comeback of like. So in the 70s, there was like the horror movies that were like they come to you at your home. It's like this, like you're not safe in your home, you know, um, yeah. and they kind of went away and then they started coming back in the 90s where it's just, like, you know, the, this, like, threat, this uh, domestic threat, if you will. And this is, like, the first movie that, like... Because it kind of ended after this, too. You didn't really see a lot after that. But the 90s were full of them. And this movie, like, benefited. It's, like, the peak of that genre out at the back of all that. But, like, it's the first movie that's, like... Because it came out, like, March 2002 or something. And it's, like, yeah. one of the first movies, like, post-9-11. It takes place, sort of,
0: in Manhattan. I mean, it could take place in any large city. sure, But... It no, is, but, it, but it is. I mean, it's specifically. I think they make it. it is, they, but do, this like, was filmed before that, Manhattan though. You Manhattan. know, it's yeah.
1: filmed before it, and uh, sure. And yeah. So it's like with editing and everything, but it's just interesting. because yeah, I feel this like, a really long production too. Yeah, I feel like uh, at the time it kind of came out at the perfect time too. It's like there's this general uneasiness. It's about like not feeling safe at home and locking yourself inside from like the big bad intruders. Uh, I feel like it did just really struck a chord with Americans specifically uh, for the time it came out. And, yes, being the, the guy who made Seven. It's like, and they just like, that was a, just an unnerving movie. But, again, I feel like it didn't really, like, people were like, oh, yeah, the movie was fucking awesome. But they forget about it. It's one of those movies they're like, oh, yeah, Panic Room. Yeah, Panic Room is fucking cool. Yeah, check out Panic Room.
0: No, nah, no. Nah, but dude, nobody's going similar... around so, being like. So, my my new job. Everybody there, they're pretty, they're like, they're on the pulse. They really like It came out 20 years ago. I mean, I. Like, legitimately. No, but even, no, but they're like, they're like David Lynch and Cronenberg stuff. Like, they're, they're on the pulse. And uh, this movie, they're like, oh, yeah. It's one of those like, oh, yeah, that movie. You know, so it really did kind of fall. And it is,
1: I think a lot of it is because it's overshadowed, overshadowed by David Fincher's other movies. Because it's like, he's done way better movies than this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And again, Fight it's not that it's not a testament. But it's like, if he didn't do anything else ever again, after Panic Room, it still wouldn't be remembered as fondly because it's not as good as, as Seven as or Fight Club, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, that is But true. those movies are like, okay. those movies are fucking genre-defining, decade-defining. Like, people, when you look up a list of the best thrillers ever made, you're going to see both of those movies. You look up the best movies of the 90s, you're going to see both of those movies. You know yeah. what I mean? And so it's just like... uh it's a hard act to follow. I get it.
0: <laughs> right. Those are hard. But it's still, but it, it, did, God, it I, did great the box I office. He's fine. God, I he's got,
1: yeah, he's fine. They, they give him money. gold the balloons still anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. God, I haven't
1: seen Fight Club in like 10 years probably. Dude,
0: dude same. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. If not longer, yeah. man, I need to see that again. A, I mean, longer, I've but... seen it. I
1: remember when I first time I saw it on VHS in my little uh, TV VHS <laughs> combo in my bedroom when I was like 14 yeah. or whatever. And I, and I literally was like, oh, my God. And the
0: Pixies are playing at the yeah. end. Dude, i was like I'm grabbing totally i was like it, grabbing my
1: tv and shaking
0: it <laughs> yeah dude uh, yeah dude your kids won't know old tvs used to make a lot of noise yeah
1: dude <laughs> they just
0: when they were on with the like you would turn them on and then they're just you'd be in the other room and there was be noise <laughs> you would just hear you would feel the tv know what. <laughs> talking to you yeah. dude video drum style um anyway uh, while i was doing travis's uh, can thing you, uh, yeah can you, travis's, right. i need to hear from uh, all guys, right okay you ready Hey guys, Panic Room for me was an okay thriller. Having seen it years ago, I had high expectations for the rewatch, but it didn't do it for me this time around. Although I appreciate a tense home invasion movie, I kept thinking about the size of that place in Manhattan, where just two people would be unbelievably expensive. That made it hard for me to see them as relatable characters. Also, having never seen a Panic Room in person, it felt like this was an uber-rich problem scenario. I think my favorite part was watching Raul pick up his fingers after leaving the panic room in agony. When I think of home invasion movies, Funny Games and Us first come to mind. And when I think of ultra tense movies, I picture No Country for Old Men and A Quiet Place 1 and 2. So my question today is, which titles come to mind for you guys when thinking of home invasion and ultra tense movies? Thanks. Ooh. Fuck you, Travis. Thank thank you for the question. No, no, I'm just no, kidding. Tra- I'm just Travis kidding. Travis has got. I know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It's like I get ultra it. Ultra tense to me. I, ultra tense is like, like irreversible. Yeah. Or yeah. <laughs> like you know, I don't know. I can't. It's like even like high tension. uh You know, fucking Antichrist. Those kind of. I don't know. Like. Something where, like, a person gets yeah. in a situation. I mean, most lately I'm,
1: most lately, I'm thinking brutal. of, like, the
0: Safdie brothers, like, uh, Good Time and,
1: like, Uncut Gems and oh. stuff. Like, those, like, really anxiety-inducing that, type uh, of tension. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but that's kind of different because that one's, like, these characters making horrible, stupid decisions that you're like, oh, my God, why? No. Where this, like, these kind of movies, like, No Country for Old Men, yeah. no Country for Old Men like yeah. he says, uh and this or people are making smart decisions but they're tense for different reasons but uh in quiet place one and two is is tense for its concept only uh and they're well made yeah. and honestly have you seen the I, second one i didn't no, i
0: didn't see the second one but it's i heard it's better things. than the first one i think
1: oh wow. i mean the okay, first cool. one was fine
0: i liked the, the yeah. first one was pretty good oh. and the second one was oh, really good too i liked it it's I I I think of Quiet Place as being the greatest Last of Us adaptation that'll ever exist until the Last of Us comes out in a couple of months. Come on, I, I don't know. Man. Have you <laughs> seen have the trailers? Hopes. It looks good. I don't know, man. I, not until it's out. Yeah, man. That's true. <laughs> Who knows? yeah, I mean that's dude. Oh my god, I watched Paper Girls. Okay, anyways, that's for the ramble. Oh yeah, I didn't uh, hear that. I didn't but yeah, it. Travis, I Home Invasion. I mean, we kind of I think like when I mention I, I say Strangers. I've only seen the Strangers once and i i really liked it and it's super intense but i want to see don't breathe i haven't seen that i and that's like a home invasion movie that i like. saw Strange yeah, yeah saw strangers in theaters loved it but every time i've watched right. it
1: since then i like it less okay. it does not yeah. it, to me it doesn't really hold up as much um honestly i kind of like strangers 2 more now oh wow uh, okay. just because it kind of does something a little bit different with the formula and it's pretty fun yeah um uh, Don't breathe sucked. I hated it. (laughs)
0: Did it really? No, it it was
1: fun. I actually really like Don't Breathe, the first half of Don't Breathe. I hate the second. There's like a lot of weird logical inconsistencies that I don't like. Uh, I really Uh, like the style of the movie though, so I would watch it again, just because I think it's cool. But now I'm trying to think. Like honestly, uh, Funny Games is great. Um, Hush, (laughs) like that that uh that like slasher where the guy's trying to break into the deaf woman's home. It's like a Netflix movie you seen that
0: hush no i I'd put I it that. it's on my I'd put it on stuff. my
1: horror movie list too possibly but that's a really good home invasion movie and it's like 80 minutes um yeah nice now i'm like trying to think like uh you know like uh what's that one with dustin hoffman that older one straw dogs that's what i'm thinking of
0: oh right. straw dogs is good
1: now i'm looking at God,
0: i don't know i feel like I feel like there's a movie that a movie that kind of freaked me out that was really intense that um oh my god it's like uh the it's like the babysitters getting like phone calls and they're really creepy holy crap is it when a stranger calls when a stranger, calls? When like a stranger calls but but the original is good but I actually fucking love the sequel or the reboot the 2006 the six reboot, reboot? That yeah yeah huh. I or is it two thousand six No I think there's one from the nineties Fuck dude and that's called it's called something different man Oh, oh my God So um see I,
1: I think uh home invasion movies though I do think like I'm thinking like oh when a stranger calls
0: back Oh so it's the sequel then Dude yeah. when is it Yeah I guess yeah sequel Um dude it that is amazing That is a really good movie and that's super creepy intense Um. Well, it's got really bad ratings, but yeah. but I think it's amazing. I think it's great.
1: Yeah, it's hard to say because it's like I think of home invasion movies and it's like I honestly go to think of like I combine them with the Siege movie because it's like I for Siege, some reason yeah. in my brain, even though it's not a home invasion, it's lumped in with like Night of the Living Dead. It's lumped in with like Precinct 13. Uh, oh, right. It's lumped yeah, in yeah, with yeah, yeah. this, I which I guess is a home invasion movie, but like it's also lumped in with Green Room, which is like. It's the whole idea of, like, someone's holed up and they got to, like, it's very much home alone, like you said. They're hold up. They got to keep the bad guys out. And it's that tension of, like, how do I, because that's just a classic scenario. It's like, you're in there. I want to get in there. I, I don't want you to get in there. It's the two opposing forces. How do you keep that interesting for an hour and a half? You have to, like, think of some, like, you know, small but clever, like, back and forth. And panic room, I think, does that fucking top notch of the of the siege yeah. idea a, yeah. home invasion right as the home invasion itself I think some I think like funny games does it like scarier and right, and more right. of, I mean, and, uh, yeah. like I think funny games is this a one. more interesting movie because it yeah. does it's it does a lot about like
0: viewership and it's like the well, way it's and then again the yeah, way it right. breaks and the it's fourth like, wall and like the breaks the fourth wall and like mental mental like mental health is like a huge part of it like their their dependency on each other is like it, it, I don't know it was like an overarching theme Of like their Kind of senseless violence It's great Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Funny, funny Games is great <laughs> those, those brothers are great But no No it's funny I was thinking Forrest Whitaker When I was watching this movie The only reason He went back to help Is because his fat ass Couldn't get over that oh, fence yeah. The first <laughs> time He tried to jump yeah. If he could If he could have If he could have Like bad boys Did over there And just like <laughs> One one like Full swoop And he could have Flipped over that he wall He went and heard His he would have gone he would have been gone, but he he runs over to the wall and he's like, <laughs> 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 "It's like us. Don't worry. If we were trying to flee a crime scene, we would get caught." I know. He's just like, <laughs> "Oh, I guess I better go be noble <laughs> and shit." <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Funny. Yeah, but that. Well, dude, and I love a uh, thing about it in that interview I watched. This is this is totally a tangent for the end. We're gonna end it here because uh, we got a life. But uh, <laughs> when they did the rain, it was dope, dude. They had a rain machine that was blasting like a fine mist oh, the whole and then, so a, then a rain yeah. machine and the rain it's so it's so it's so boxed in you feel you can't see the outside world because wow. it's there's so much rain the rain's so violent itself dude it like holds you in it's it's great it's that like it's it is a f- this is a great movie i said it's a flawless film well, i'm not trying to convince I just you i just I, won't remember i won't remember this. we're doing a
1: podcast sir i'm trying to sing its praises because i'm uh, trying to <laughs> yeah for the people out there uh, uh that's not you and travis they're gonna listen to levi and be like yeah you know what that guy gets it <laughs>
0: sure. i wonder yeah we need to do a poll on that who who do they like more <laughs> but uh who, whose opinion do know, they trust Ray. more? but um i know he's almost but, always uh,
1: agree though let's be
0: honest i that's true we know we really do yeah because you you are me but i know you're my um, my imagine you're my tyler durden yeah you're my you're my fight yeah. <laughs> okay exactly uh Oh fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. Something about the yeah, rain. It was cool. it's like that had like, blow low in insideways and stuff. A rifle, baby. That's a great movie. Uh, yeah. And I'm sad. I'm sad for the next film we watch. It's not going to be Sicario. So I thought
1: for sure we should still watch we should
0: still watch it. But here's the thing. I know. Uh
1: I thought for sure so it's, I Oh wait, we didn't do What was your favorite part? <laughs> you got to get... um Yeah. S- Sledgehammer I don't know that clawed oh, across yes. the ground and, him and with the sledgehammer. Right. Yeah. But I actually really I think my my sorry, sorry my actual favorite part is the first time she gets out of the room just because it's so well edited and it's like they're arguing on the stairs and it's like you can't hear and it's like slow and it's the audio's gone. Oh, that, that's that's dope. The, and yeah, the lamp falls and it's the cut of the poof, like it goes off and Force Whitaker's reaction mm-hmm. and they all run up the stairs and it's just it's super. I don't know. It's super intense and it's super cinematic. Like, it's the whole movie. Sorry you don't like intense cinematic movies, two and a half stars. Get the fuck out of here. It's just all you're eating. <laughs>
0: yeah, dude. I know. I know. I give it two and a half. Three just felt like not, not as something I want the world. Two and, and a half movie. stars oh, is God. below average, sir. <laughs> Nah, it's fine it's like right in the middle uh sure. but i do agree with you travis out there this is uh that, travis, that house so, was way too much house. It, it was it's that was it was it was, it's way, the bon- it was way too much house for four people like it's it, like and
1: in fucking manhattan i'm like that in
0: would cost a million dollars well dude that thing no it it sold i i looked online it's like it it sold a couple of years ago and it was like eight million dollars oh, really so yeah which I now that I think of it isn't. That's surprising. not yeah. Even these days, I mean, now it would be yeah fifteen million dollars. Honestly, yeah. Anyway, because uh, actually, when I say a few years ago, I think that was like two thousand eight or something. It what's your like What's your a, favorite part? The credits. <laughs> the oh, dude, actually, no. Honestly, The though, Opening credits. Those credits are good, were yeah. sick shit, dude. <laughs> those, are, those opening credits, like I, I like they stood well, out, and to they're me for really
1: sure. juxtaposed. You know what I mean? With the rest of the yeah. movie because it's like huge,
0: <laughs> massive cityscapes.
1: Right. And then the whole rest of the movie is like one house, fucking one room, can't even Uh breathe half the time. And then so it is kind of (laughs) nice at the very end. I think it's a little bit unnecessary, but I'm sure. But the very last where they're sitting on the bench. They're on the bench. And and it is a slow vertigo shot, if you'll notice. Yeah. It's like the, uh, the, the, but it's like interesting because it feels like decompression. Like, I feel like it is nice. Like, thanks for giving me that to like, let me, uh, it's the sigh at the end of the movie. But it's like they're well, yeah, outside like again. Life, life goes look on. How much, look, how much, yeah. look how much, look how much, look how space they're in now. It's the most space that you've seen them in in the whole the, movie. The,
0: hus- the husband definitely has like a tick now, and is it's not. He's not doing great. No. That's for he, sure. He, force Whitaker is not happy either. He's pooping in their bag,
1: and force Whitaker's in prison. Twenty-five <laughs> yeah. to life easy. Or,
0: yeah, Forrest Whitaker will never see his child again. No. It's heartbreaking. So we don't think about the logistics, but I think the safe cracking is the is my favorite. It's awesome. Well, and the, Man, the extreme close It's so fast, too. but so perfect. Extreme, extreme close-ups, the like just everything yeah. about it gets like the drill his setup is so like so practiced. The audio it's design,
1: good. dude. Oh, the, like well. he flips, he plugs in the magnet and flips it in and it's just like, like Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's a it's a <laughs> You goddamn right. <laughs> Uh, It's not my favorite Uh, movie. It's not even close. It's not even my top five David Fincher movie, but this just goes to show. (laughs) No. This just goes to
0: show David Fincher's the man. He's, He's a good director.
1: He is a great
0: director. He's up there. I'm sad that House of Cards is on his. on his. <laughs> his House of Cards was of
1: really good until. No,
0: no House of Cards Card was, was, was a, a horrible murderer.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just sad that Kevin Spacey. Well, had it sucks because even so. Kevin, Kevin Spacey used to be uh, among my favorite actors. Yep. There, I was going to say, you would, you would yep. ask me 10 years ago, Kevin Spacey would have been like top 10 for me.
0: Uh huh. So. Yeah, he would have been on the i mean i still time. think he's a good actor but so is tom
1: cruise and he's That's, insane so
0: right i know and, and like a lot of horrible I,
1: yeah. people are good.
0: like we, we, we've had this that, conversation it's true a lot of horrible people the, a lot of, yeah we have had this horrible, horrible this people make do like great like artists who Ho- knew <laughs> right i'm gonna say there's a lot of horrible people that have done like like that have used their power and abused it and then have produced things that that we've enjoyed so anyhow Uh, If we didn't watch things that were made by terrible people, we'd watch nothing. So So, moving on,
1: we're done talking about this. The last thriller. So what I was saying is I I was upset kind of because I was like, oh, we're right on track. I'm not upset, but first thriller movie, Hitchcock. Can't go wrong. Second thriller movie, Paul Verhoeven. Awesome. Great. Third thriller movie, Fincher. Can't go wrong, man. Like these guys do fucking thrillers. I thought for sure the fourth thriller movie would be Denis Villeneuve. Because two of his movies were in the poll, and I guess at the end of the day, maybe they ended up fighting against each other. But Sicario and Prisoners. But then I'm not mad because also, Main Man Scorsese ended up winning this one with Charter um, Island, which I haven't seen probably in close to ten.
0: I, I saw it in theaters. I saw it in theaters,
1: it. and I saw it once after that. So I probably has because that came out in 2010. So it's been a while. Uh, and yeah. I'm down to check it back because I remember it's a, it's a lot different than the rest of Scorsese, Scorsese's filmography, but we should still watch Sicario. I'm salty though that fucking Killer Joe got bent over the barrel in that build. <laughs> <laughs> got nothing, did he get like three or four votes? I don't even remember. It's, yeah, dude, got, like, it's nothing. harsh. It's like pains me because yeah. honestly, other than Green Room, Killer Joe is right. easily my second favorite movie dude, on the list.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, same. Well, I haven't seen Sicario, but I I can imagine that I'll like Sicario. Sicario's great. But not as much like, as not as much as Green Room or Killer, Killer Joe. Joe. Those are just such little. Those are called like uh, those are like indie gems or like little nuggets of of just of just fucking like un un like untainted, beauti- unbridled, beautiful, unbridled. Yeah, un unbridled cinematography. Like, it, like even Sicario like has its producers breathing down its neck. It's like. But Killer Joe and Green Room, no, nah, dude, those guys, those guys don't have producers. <laughs> like they no. don't, they don't have a big producer that's like trying to. You know, they're not, they're not testing those. Those. I, I saw Killer Joe there. with you and David in theaters when I lived in L.A. Oh God, and
1: that's uh, so good. we saw it. And it was the NC17 version, and <laughs> yeah. uh, we didn't really know anything about it except for like, oh, William Friedkin, cool, and uh, right. it blew my
0: <laughs> flipping we're, socks we're... off. <laughs> I know it's dude, and it's like it's when. Um, oh, my God, whatever, you know, all right, all right, all right. Like, uh, McConaughey.
1: Yeah, before was like he made his of, comeback, that he, was the start of it. Right, right,
0: that, right,
1: right, right, right. It that was like, came out. He was doing
0: weird abstract yeah. shit. He wasn't just being a pretty boy anymore. He was doing weird well, stuff. That came whatever. out, and
1: then True <laughs> yeah. Detective, the first season of True Detective came out, like, right yeah. after that. And so I saw both of those back to back, and I was like, "McConaughey, where you been, dude?" And <laughs> yeah, then dude. And then really? he, even Mud, and then Mud, and then he won the Oscar in like 2015 <laughs> for Dallas Buyers Club, and for, then, every, and then Buyers, everyone was yeah. like, "McConaughey, McC- McConaughey crushes right. it." But in Killer Joe, that was back when he was he was allowed he was great, but he was allowed to be weird enough because he <laughs> was so weird is dude. It he's this not is quite a totally to the level. This is a total ramble. I, oh, this is ramble. Was, this is ramble. I was Sorry, watching everybody. Killer Joe <laughs> alone at John's house one time. And everyone came home in the middle of it and I paused it and it's that scene where she's like undressing and he's like, I'm twelve years old again. And he's like touching himself and stuff. But everyone came in and she's like half naked and they're like, Whoa, what are you watching? I'm like, Uh, trust me, this is not as hot as you think it is. This is very uncomfortable. So I'm gonna just turn it off right now. We'll finish it
0: later. Yeah. Yeah, dude. He kinda he almost goes full Nick Cage in that movie, but it's yeah, like, it's know. pretty good. Uh everyone in that movie. Yeah.
1: Anyway. Uh, so we're watching Not Killer Joe We're watching Shutter Island Next week Shutter
0: Island Which I'm excited to see again Because I on. liked it a same. lot When I saw it But I'm kind of like I hope I hope it grows on me And I hope I learn Something new same, about it. Same And
1: I felt the same way about I felt like I remember seeing it And be like That was not what I expected
0: So I'm interested yeah, With right. more perspective now How much uh, If I'll enjoy it yeah. more Well dude trailer. I get I get Inception and Shutter Island Literally mixed together I think of scenes From each movie And I'm like that, was that the same movie? And then they like came out around the same time. And, you know, anyways. Uh, everybody out there in the world, you can support us on Patreon. That would be great. If you want to be one of our patrons, you can go to Patreon. But uh, if you want to call in... And leave a message like Travis, we would love to hear from you. You can dial the phone number eight zero one six one three one five zero
1: one. Yep, thanks okay, for listening. Uh, check out the Reddit. We, we are doing horror movies very, very soon. As of now, we're the get list so spooky is dude. So spooky. The list is not locked, but your opinions of getting a movie in there are gone because we're gonna figure out the list right after this. So yeah. uh get ready for that to drop on your noggins and get ready for 31 days of spooky-tooky, ooky-booky horror, and then some. So, uh, okay. Thank you. We're
0: going to open the crypt.
1: Uh, Check out Panic Room. (laughs) Goodbye.